Well, you, you've never given her the old Irish goodbye. Oh, I just got to go pee. And then you just kind of secretly scoop up your clothes on the way out. <laughs> no, I'm well, classy. Pee. I would never do that. <laughs> and just leave the apartment front door open. Usually I pee in the kitchen on my way out. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining... You're peeing and like slowly backing out of the apartment, opening doors without looking. <laughs> just a light stream. Just okay. Okay. Good- goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. Call that goodbye. snail trail. <laughs> there are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because. This is Shitty Cinema. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Hi, friends. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey. What's this month's theme? It's Spooky Halloween. (laughs) 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 You get it, right? Halloween. That wonderful month where we celebrate the spooky shit that is hollow and weenie. Wait a minute. What do you do with it? It's a different type of movie. Dave, last week we watched Mostly Ghostly. Have you seen my ghoul friend? <laughs> ghoul friend. Oh, I forgot about the <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. Never but what did we watch this week? Well, I went with something a little more traditional, at least in terms of the, the plot structure of the film. Uh, Hasbro's first attempt at a horror film from 2014, Ouija. Okay, so they didn't use the normal Hasbro game either, the one that you get at Target. They had the super bougie fancy one. So, like, maybe come out with that line of, you know, $100 wooden Ouija boards, Hasbro, and we'll bite. the start of the film. When they were, when the two of them used it as kids, it was an original shitty plastic one. Right. All right. Before we get too far into our board games and Hasbro, Dave, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup, Dave. You're in the attic with your sibling, and you want to do a seance. But you don't have a Ouija board like they do in this movie. All you have is a game of shoots and ladders. Unbeknownst to you, (laughs) it's an actual cursed game of shoots and ladders. And when you roll and fall down that ladder, it's going to slide you 10 seconds right out the window and to the ground. So in the 10 seconds that you're going to get killed by a cursed shoots and ladders game, sell us on this movie. Okay, I don't turn time me yet. I do now want a whole anthology of horror films that's just like family game night because we got yes. we can yeah. do a dark Jumanji. We've got Ouija. Give me the curse and ladders. <laughs> Sorry. A set of sassy teens conduct a Hasbro-approved exorcism in the world's worst marketing plan. Four seconds. That's that was very concise, need. Dave. It's all and- you need. There's no plot in this goddamn movie. <laughs> just like a band-aid. Good for you. Well, Casey, you've got your turn now, because as I've conducted this seance with the cursed shoots and ladders game, (laughs) 
the spirits of hundreds of ghost snakes that came before have just exploded out of the house. Now, don't worry, they're not going to bite you, but unfortunately, I do know, given the lifestyle you've lived, the shock of seeing hundreds of ghost snakes bursting out of a house, that, that enough's going to be enough to do you in. So, in the 10 seconds before you experience a massive coronary, sell us on this movie. This is what happens when you try to copy a Lifetime movie for your college project, suck out the soul, and turn it in. Six seconds! I like the lifetime like. analogy. It did feel very lifetimey. No, it it but, felt but without like the camp. is Coke Zero okay? Lifetime, like they yeah. they sucked all the fucking <laughs> charm. There was this was just not charming. Yeah. Ooh, how do we show that the younger sister is like an edgy badass? Oh, just more eyeliner. That's the whole. <laughs> That's how we clock in. Everybody does one ring around one of her eyes. <laughs> That's it. We need to go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. If you are watching Ouija with no idea of what a Ouija board is, first off, good on you. Secondly, the movie has you covered because it reads the instruction manual to you. The only problem is that they never explain if this is going to be spooky or not. Which, as one of the child characters says, it's just a game. And it's exactly like when I played games with my brother when we were younger because he'd read me the rules and then he'd break all of them. So this is so far pretty fucking on brand of playing a board game. And for the purposes of the Ouija film, the rules that matter are never do it by yourself. Never do it in a graveyard. Uh, I Okay, wait. Never play Ouija by yourself. <laughs> never play Ouija in a graveyard. Dave. Always say goodbye when playing Ouija. Though most of these Honestly, rules apply to most things in life. Yeah, I was just going to. See, that absolutely applies to sex. Like, yeah, you know you what? Know. Fast forward and five friends are searching for answers in the strange death of their friend, Debbie. <laughs> Debbie was found hung from Christmas lights. So rather than a police investigation, the gang decided to contact Debbie using her Ouija board. Ooh. Debbie, what happens? Does it work out? <laughs> Do they say hi and bye? It's a, it's a Ouija horror film. They make contact with Debbie and try to act like some supernatural shit isn't going on, except the next day, each of them gets a message, mostly just saying, hi, friend. Yeah, which is not chill when it's carved into your desk. Hold on. Also, that was like a big key marker that it wasn't Debbie, because I feel like they would Ouija like they text, because it's like faster. Yeah, shouldn't contemporary Ouijaing be like, oh my N-O-U? God, right? <laughs> no, you. Yeah. <laughs> Right, just like W-Y-D-L-O-L. Right. Steals would be right. great spirits. D-E-D-L-O-L. Right? right? Debbie, did you kill yourself? And she's like, fake news, friend. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Debbie was murdered. <laughs> Debbie, did you kill yourself? Liberal media. Fuck. <laughs> Killed me. Damn it. <laughs> So they do the reasonable thing and return to Debbie's house and use the Ouija board again. Speaking with the spirit reveals that it wasn't Debbie at all, but it's actually a girl with the initials DZ. The Ouija eyeglass goes nuts by itself, telling them to run from mother, which is, of course, my cue to get the fuck out of that situation. Yeah, and never go back there. Never! Debbie's BFF Lane discovers YouTube videos Debbie made of cleaning the attic. Smash that like button if you think these photos I found in the attic are cool. <laughs> Don't forget to ring the bell once you watch Debbie get high friend while using the Ouija board by herself. 
Lane also uses the power of Google to learn that the initials that the little dead girl gave her matched the little local dead girl named Doris Xander, who just so happened to live in Debbie's house. Doris. What? Zillow, you should corner the market on this. Doris disappeared mysteriously and left behind a sister in a sanitarium, which Lane also tracks down. Doris' sis tells us all about Mother, who is a medium. When Mother summoned spirits, she did so in the body of Doris so that she could be a vessel for them. But then Mother went nuts, sewed Doris's mouth shut with some 8-gauge steel, and left the body in the basement. No amount of sage and patchouli oil is going to cover that stank, Doris's ma. Undeterred by the ungrateful dead smell, the four teens enter the house and they find the secret basement room with the rotting body. Lane manages to cut the strings on Doris's mouth, but that causes Mother to appear. Doris unhinges her jaw, screams Mother's ghost to death, or to dust, or whatever the fuck happens when evil ghosts turn into teenagers. Oh, but wait though, there's plot twist. One of the living teens is murdered that night by Doris screaming at her. Oh, I never saw that coming! What a shock! Yes, you did. I know. It's really obvious. We're supposed to be surprised <laughs> to learn that Doris's sister lied, and that Doris was actually the evil one. Mother was trying to keep Doris from catching everyone outside, and now that Lane released her and Mother's gone, it's ghost gone wild up in this bitch. Lane calls in the big guns, her superstitious Nana, who knows all about spiriting. She tells Lane that you gotta sever the connection between her, the ghost, and the medium that connects them. Why doesn't she just, like, turn it off and then turn it back on again? Well, she does something close to that. She just goes all pyro and then burns the Ouija board and Doris's body at the same time. So Lane and her sister... They return to confront Doris, who kills the other remaining kid when he arrives at the house. Doris separates Lane's sister and is about to kill her when Lane uses the Ouija board alone and calls Doris out. Meet me outside. Doris Catch begins me. to take over and is about to fuck Lane up when Debbie's ghost pops in to save Lane. Lane's sister throws the child corpse in the furnace and then Lane throws the Ouija board in the furnace after Gross. it. <laughs> Doris explodes and they celebrate it since it's not like they just lost three of their closest friends in the last 24 hours. They just said a sentence that involved throwing children's bodies in furnaces and being chill about dead people like your dead friends. Just like, nah, no big deal. They're okay. at a dead Man, kid um, cookout. They just threw a corpse in an oven. I mean, like, not cool all around. We can circle back to this at some point, but I do feel like it's important to point out they threw it's a dead kid cookout in the basement of their dead best friend's home while her parents are out of town. They're going to come home to discover their whole house smells like yeah. roasted corpse. <laughs> um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say roasted. Oh, God, I don't know. Roasted old dead corpse. Uh, Sometimes things, things get worse when they settle. I don't know. I can't imagine. I just want to see why Why do we not have the scene of them coming home and opening the door and the first two things they see are that broken mirror in the hallway and everything reeks of dead body, right. burned dead flesh. And you're like, what the fuck happened in here? <laughs> okay. First of all. Somebody try to cook jerky? What is this I'm smelling? <laughs> Did a raccoon, like, self-immolate in the basement? <laughs> what fucking happened? The Lane gets out of the shower to find the Ouija eyeglass sitting on the table. Who's ready to watch the whole franchise? Because I hope there's a board game-themed extended universe. Like so Ouija touch. was an attempt for a scary movie. Um, 
<laughs> I like that it, you call it attempted horror. It was, it was, it was something. Uh, how did it hold up? How, how is it, how is it holding up so far? Is it scary? Uh, is, there, there is it scarier a, a, than dolls? There was about a 10 minute sequence at the beginning of it where I was a little worried that like, oh, this might actually be a horror film and that's not my thing. Uh, but then it, it didn't. It didn't <laughs> so yeah, I do appreciate I like, the, it felt like there were going to be a lot more jump scares than there were. And I appreciate that. I, okay. So one of the, one of the horror elements that I thought was going to work better that, that ended up not doing a whole lot was the high friend because they open up the, the Ouija conversation with high friend. Right. And then one of the boys is bicycling into the sewer. Cause I guess that's where people go bicycling and Duh. high friend is written <laughs> in chalk on the walls and and that is almost creepy like they they come really close i'm mostly confused during that scene though why is he down there why do you go bike ride in the place in the city you're most likely to see someone dead other than a graveyard (laughs) like the sewer people go to die there what the fuck dude why one of the one of the horror tropes that Ouija uses is the magic words trope, right? We have this idea that certain phrases are magical. And so there's there's two things at least that the movie leans into. One is that you have to say goodbye until it forgets about that. And the other is uh is their magical saying to activate the Ouija board, which is as friends we've gathered, hearts are true, spirits gathered, we call to you. If there is a presence here, make yourself known. Yeah, and the movie tries to imply that this is some, like, ancient ritual that's being used. Which, I mean, first of all, no, it's not. Ouija's literally <laughs> was invented, like, 100 years ago. But even if it were, then that would mean that this has got to be a translation, right? How does it rhyme? I don't know. Ask Shakira. <laughs> she does it. Maybe she wrote it. She's a fantastic writer. Honestly, I would think that this movie would be much better if Shakira was on the right team. Get, get her somewhere in there. Have her the be the don't spooky lie, mom. But the spirits do. Oh. I would 100% watch that movie where yeah, Shakira yeah. was a spiritual medium. Yeah, but yeah, the magic words were ridiculous. Um, the the movie tried a couple times to do the like creepy ghost crawling on the floor thing, but they didn't yeah. really pull it off all that well. I'm going to say they might have done it in the sequel prequel, whatever the fuck it is supposed to be after this, because Doug Jones is in that one and Doug Jones can do no wrong. Yeah. Everything that man does looks this, horrifying and creepy. He should have been the little girl. I, I petition. Can we reshoot just, the film with Doug Jones Doug as Jones, the little girl? <laughs> like a little Dutch girl wig. Like, oh, I'm yes, coming down the yes, stairs. Yeah. <laughs> only, I'm coming down the stairs now. Only if he is also playing the sister in the sanitarium, just in a yes. different wig. Nope. I'm going to say same wig, but with like some white hairspray. Okay. Yeah. White hairspray. <laughs> and just. Like some age lines drawn on with mascara. I don't know. I I really loved the older sister. Dave, you kind of seem like you weren't impressed with her, but she was, I'm going to say, the best actor. No. The, the older, younger sister. 
the young was she younger? the younger older sister in the movie she's younger in yeah. real life she's older yeah okay <laughs> the crazy old bitch at the nut house that's that's really what they paint oh, her as in this. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah 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 she would oh she was you're talking sister, about doris's yeah. sister gotcha yeah I forget her name, I thought, but that actress is amazing. She's in all the Insidious movies, which I've not watched because I don't like scary movies. She is the only one who actually commits to being in a horror film in her performance. She comes yeah. across very creepy and disturbed when she finally snaps at the end of it. Although yeah. the teenagers, I guess, since they're playing teenagers, their complete apathy to everything is somewhat accurate. No, it's because you they're being perfectly apathetic for their age, which is like... Late twenties, early thirties. It's that level of apathy. We we're like, listen, I've seen shit. I feel done. I feel done. None of these. It. Oh my god, it made me crazy because I'm googling their ages. I'm like, why is this appropriate? That guy's Dude. five o'clock shadow as a teenager. Right. No. No, yeah, it's not, even, Don Draper. Calm the fuck down. No, right, right. Even, even when they're being literally murdered by a ghost, they're still kind of subdued in their reactions to it. Like, one of the characters gets violently thrown into a mirror so hard that it smashes the mirror and cuts his head, and he still has this, like... It looks like somebody came up behind him and did that thing where they push on the back of your knee so you just fold down. That's how he responds <laughs> right. to right. getting smashed into a mirror. Right, just... Even having to have the conversation with my friend's parents that I broke a mirror in their home is a leave the house and never go back thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. They really lean into the, the... Okay, one of the horror tropes that Ouija does well is the fact that they make awful, awful fucking decisions as characters. Like, continually going back to the site of the problem is one of those awful decisions that they repeatedly make. I don't fucking understand that shit. Let me expand on that question and ask, as the girl's mom who died hanging in her house, why would you ask her best friend to house it while you, I don't know what she's doing. She's still getting her groove back. I don't know why the mom's leaving, but also why wouldn't you get like a coworker, someone who's not emotionally tied to your house and your dead daughter? It just does not seem like a good idea. Her and her husband were going to stay with family for a little while to get out of the house and away from the memory of their daughter that committed suicide in their home. But all of those reasons are yes. also why you shouldn't ask the dead daughter's best friend to but, right. fill in for you there. Right. right. Ask a fucking neighbor, dude. Like, hey, can you water my plants? Thanks. I'll get you a fruit bouquet. I love the parents' explanation when they're leaving because they say, we're going and we don't know for how long we're going to be gone. Like, we're just going to indefinitely leave the house for you to watch over it. And I'm like, that feels totally natural and not like it's just a plot point for a film at all. Well, you know what? I think they were punished for their bad mistakes because <laughs> the the movie follows the dead girl's best friend, right? So hers is right. the story we care about. But I am obsessed with the parent's story because these parents just had apparently their daughter commit suicide completely out of nowhere. They decide to get out of town for a couple of days, come home to find out a child drowned in their pool. Belongings yep. have been smashed. There's at least yep. two secret chambers underneath the house, one of which now reeks of burnt corpse. <laughs> and patchouli. And, and patchouli. patchouli. <laughs> they were smoking weed in here, Walter. 
marijuana. And once they track all of this back, they're going to realize they've been sleeping above a dead child for how long? Yeah. 20 years? That's, that's a fair fair way to come home and be like, fuck this shit. Yeah, that might be a more interesting right. story, to be honest. Like These people are going to be in therapy 10 hours yeah. a day. <laughs> Right. Well, like on the one hand, yes, the square footage of our house just went up about 850 square feet. That's kind of nice. Where's this at? Isn't this in L.A. or something? I don't remember if they ever say the setting. They do in the sequel. I thought you said L.A. in the plot of it. I don't know. It is somewhere where they have super high real estate prices. Someone's like, yeah, it's fine. Sell the house. Pay pay movers to get all your shit out and go somewhere else. Hmm. But now you know about the dead body chambers in the basement, which means you have to disclose it. Yeah, no, that'll be a selling point. Are you kidding me? That's true. You get it appraised? There's some weirdo out there who'll pay premium for that. There's a whole slew of weirdos out there. There's different groups of weirdos that would be like, oh yeah, that's my shit. So do you... Do you air out the burnt body smell then, or do you seal it in? If you're going for maximum value here, oh, you'd have to do like understand this. You would want to do have like crime scene cleanup come, and or you can pay someone to come through with like basically like aerated chlorine base thing where they basically it's like bombing your house. You don't want to be in there, and you gotta let it breathe for like twelve to twenty four hours but it completely neutralizes any smells. Wait, that's really a thing? Yeah. Dave, I was a little upset that you brought a horror movie because I don't like horror movies because they're scary, but these mm. were actually mm-hmm. nice deaths, and I super appreciate <laughs> it because it yeah. got a little more gross like The Ring. No, yeah, there really wasn't any super gross deaths. There also wasn't any terribly explicit deaths, with the exception of the the first one who came flying from out of frame to hang herself via Christmas lights. That was disturbing. The would rest of them, up? though... Would those lights hold that? Ah, I think so. Maybe? Yeah, like, I'm skeptical. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to dig into that one anymore because it like that one made me sad. But the rest of them would just scream and then get drug off camera, and then that was it. That was most of the deaths in this movie. We only had a body count of, what, I think four? Four. Six if you count the two ghosts. Yeah, six if you count the two ghosts. Absolutely. Uh, I think the most violent death was Isabella's, who she's possessed in the bathroom and floated up into the air like a foot and then immediately seesawed down so that her head smashes onto the the porcelain sink. Yeah, I didn't like that. Pretty violent. It was pretty violent. But it's fast, and they don't really linger on her body a ton, so it doesn't doesn't really get that, that horror vibe too much. I mean, it worked a little bit. I, I felt like if for a Halloween month, we needed at least one actual, like, kind of horror film. But seeing as none of the three of us enjoy horror <laughs> films, I think this was about as close as Icarus will fly to that particular sun. It is like a diet retelling of The Ring. Yeah, it hits a lot of the same story beats. You know, we've got very a, similar a... characters, very similar storytelling, hmm. cursed item. Attached to a person. I mean, it's very ringy. Yeah, but to give you the difference in quality, I watched this and then immediately went to bed. 
and I slept a normal night's sleep. And I did not stay up all night with every light in my home on because I was terrified like I did when I got home from the ring. So, I took a date to that movie. I did That's too. So it was the worst idea ever. All parties <laughs> know, right? involved hated it. Right? Yeah. I was like, well, this was supposed to get me some some play and it did not. Yeah, no, that was absolutely a bad move. not. I no. don't know what kind of mood you're in, but I am a <laughs> turtle downstairs. <laughs> I am so scared right now, even my dick ran and hid. I don't have hemorrhoids anymore. That's how afraid I am. Okay? <laughs> Everything sucked in. I kegled myself into one hole. I now have a cloaca. I'm so scared, but I'm more efficient like a bird. Ignore that. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't look at me right now. Don't look at me right now. Smash that like. See Casey's <laughs> cloaca. <laughs> Ew. It's weird. Can I say that I feel bad for dead Debbie's boyfriend? Because he kind of got roped. Into, nobody gave a shit how he felt. His girlfriend's dead. You know, that's a lot for a teenager. Yeah, okay. I agree. Here's why I don't feel bad for him. Because, you yeah, I was not You can't say his face. You can't say his face. Don't say that. I was not that. going to say his face, although it is item two it. in the case. <laughs> okay. But originally, I was on board with you. I, I, you know, like, why are we spending so much time on people who kind of knew this girl and, like, had breakfast at a diner with her once in a while when she's got a boyfriend <laughs> that's going through something? But then the first time that they go to Debbie's house to do the Ouija in her home, and there's a jump scare of her boyfriend coming in through the back door. Had anyone invited him to this or was he just creeping around his dead girlfriend's home? I got the impression that he was just creeping around. The dead That's what I thought. Too. I know. No, no, it's key just, to get into her back door. I think the movie just failed to tell me about it, but from the narrative, I, I was implied. shown. Because everybody else don't was. count. Okay, hang on. You of all people, <laughs> no, no, do like, not they get left... to count the implications of the film. <laughs> Listen, they said like, "Oh, we should do," it, and everyone was kind of like, "Nah, I don't know, I don't." So like everybody, there was an open invitation, but nobody said they were going to show up. Everyone just kind of showed up around the same time. Like, oh, I didn't think you're going to come. But everybody else used the front door like a normal person. And he decided to sneak in the back like a sneaky Pete. Like a creeper. I assumed that they were going to lean into that more and at least make us think that he was somewhat related, but they that never gets just thrown away. and never. Right. It's going to be like a scream situation. Right. Like, oh, right. we thought it was ghost, right. but it's just a, you know, a psycho boyfriend Shitty the whole time. Shitty boyfriend. Uh... Case, I will give you that the dead girl's boyfriend may or may not be a sympathetic character. I don't know. We can debate that. I think what there is no debate on is that our main character, Lane, her boyfriend fucking sucks. And I'm glad he's Trevor? Yes. Why, Dave? Tell us about your strong feelings. Because, first of all, dude, his girlfriend is going through something, right? And he is not supportive in the slightest. At all. I think he's teenage boy supportive. Yeah. He is teenage boy supportive because they go to her house, conduct the first Ouija seance and talk to what they think is Debbie. Turns out it's DZ. Debbie. Experience clearly supernatural events. 
And this motherfucker just says, well, I still don't believe in all of that. And also you need to move on from your friend who's been dead for like a day. It's been like three days. Okay. Right. How are you not over this? So, yeah, not upset that he drowned and died, even though now the parents have to deal with their daughter apparently committing suicide and then her boyfriend drowning himself in their pool. Oh, and that is the most fucking heavily foreshadowed death. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. They had like three separate scenes of him standing over this pool beforehand so that by the time Uh we finally got there, can we just just Uh do it already? Right. Right. Uh I know. That's why it's one of the reasons why there's not a ton of jump scares because like they so heavily foreshadow it. By the time they get to push you and we're all like, finally, thank God. Yeah. Just move do- on with the scene. <laughs> <laughs> the movie has like 14 jump scare setups and like two jump scares. <laughs> it just builds tension and abandons it. It's not a subversion. It's not the like, oh, there's going to be a jump scare. Oh, it was just a cat. Ha ha. It's just Just there's going to be a jump scare. And then there's a new scene. All right, Casey, you said that Doris's sister, the old woman, is probably the best horror character. A delight. And I I agree. I agree. What did you think, though, of Sister Twister, of the, the twist of her being evil? Did that shock you? I, that was the first thing I said is like, oh, she is evil as fuck. If she's that <laughs> lucid. Right? What gave it away for me is that she gets really excited when Lane says that she found old photos because she hasn't seen her sister's face at least like that in a long time. And she specifies like that. And Lane just lets that bitch ride. What the fuck <laughs> do you mean like that? Because you know me. that is... That is where I would go questioning. I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? I'm a bit chatty with strangers. And if someone dropped (laughs) that line, I'd be like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like you dream about her? Is that what what you're saying? What you're not going to do is say that and not elaborate what you mean. (laughs) I don't know. If you're going to be a while, we can get chairs. But I need to know pretty much everything. Just collecting data. That actually was the one realistic part of their conversation when Sanitarium Sister starts going a little kooky in her speech and Lane's like, hang on, let's wheel you over to the wall so I can sit the fuck down for this conversation. Because, yeah, I've had that moment of like, oh, wow, your crazy is so overwhelming. I need to be off my feet for it. Strong, like, spiritual pressure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. There is something else I want to kind of think through on this. Because one of the characters in the movie confirms that the Ouija board in their universe is the same thing as a Ouija board in our universe. It's sold in toy stores. Yeah. Right? So, like, but it is also a legitimate method of contacting angry ghost spirits that will murder you. So what I'm asking is, in this universe, is there ever going to be, like, a hot coffee lawsuit to the Hasbro Corporation for selling this device in toy stores. <laughs> That's a great. Oh yeah. my God. I can't wait to see the law and right. order episode of that. Right. Super right. Fucking supernatural law and order. Right. Hell and yeah. At, 
And after that, is the Hasbro Corporation going to hire PR reps to start spreading these urban rumors about like, well, you fuck around with spirit boards and you get haunted by a spirit. What do you expect? <laughs> and then there's going to be pedants like me in this universe going, no, you got to understand. Hasbro had over 350 verified reports of spiritual <laughs> attacks. They were negligent and they were fined three days sales to come up with that number. <laughs> I would be much more interested in a sequel to Ouija that explored the legal consequences Absolutely. of people suing. Absolutely. <laughs> all I want, all I is want an is an Ace to Attorney the... crossover. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say Aaron Brockovich, but that will work too. <laughs> oh, I want yelling. <laughs> I'm, I'm so in on this. Would have been cool. We've talked a lot about Ouija. But I want to talk about what matters to me most. And it's the reasons that Ouija is a completely unbelievable film that has absolutely nothing to do with its supernatural elements. Okay? And the okay. first and most important thing to me, where I got right off the bus, was the beginning of the movie. And that was because Debbie, a teenager, Debbie. a popular cool teenager in high school, is excited oh to have leftovers. No, the fuck she is not. Do you know who's excited for leftovers? Adults. Do you know why we're excited for leftovers? Not because leftovers are amazing, but because I don't have to fucking cook and I don't have to fucking clean. I just put food in the fucking microwave and I scrape my dishes. And that's why leftovers are exciting. Teenagers can't appreciate that shit. No. I mean, they absolutely can't because they don't do it all the time. I mean, teenagers can also have depression, yes, which is what you're <laughs> describing here. Let's not minimize the mental health crisis of teens in our country, Jay. And I want to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode of Shitty Cinema. For, for now giving us money to never mention yeah. their name again. <laughs> BetterHelp. We legally can't call it therapy. Give me some money and I'll shut the fuck up, BetterHelp. They don't listen to the ads. They never use the word therapy. Are they not therapists? No, they're not therapists. They're oh just my god, dudes. they're Doctor Phil's. No, but now I kind. Of, if it wasn't so expensive, oh my god, this is just emotional phone sex. Yeah, better help. Shame on you. What about when Isabel, working at a restaurant, throws a fucking restaurant trash bag over her goddamn shoulder? Like, just Ew. pulls it out of the restaurant trash, oh, yeah, don't, tosses don't do it that. over her shoulder. I know, right? I'm going, don't do that, girl. oh my god, no. I hold Can that shit confirm. out like a mile away. Yeah, you always hold it like nuclear waste because right. only half the contents ever make it in the fucking bag. They're always wet with something. <laughs> with something. Even if it's cleaner, you don't want it on it. The inside of the trash can is arguably dirtier than the inside of the trash bag. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> you changed that bag out. Right. Oh, right. yeah. That really ups. I was like, oh, you don't let it touch you. Why didn't you put that rule in the beginning? Don't let the bag touch you. <laughs> Probably nothing bad happened to you. You died of vapors yeah. from whatever the fuck was in that trash. It's not, it's not Ouija related, but it's important enough we print it in there. <laughs> I had like all the shit from the dish tank. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. All right. We've been rambling on about the insanity of this terrible marketing ploy of a film for a while now. So we need to cut to the chase and ask the most important question of our podcast. Casey, starting with you from 2014, 
Ouija, the film, would you watch it again? Uh, there were some things I liked. I did love the crazy sister. Love a crazy sister locked up in a sanitarium, just spitting half facts mm. at kids. Um, but I don't know. This this wasn't a scary movie. Yeah, there were a couple parts I'm like, but it kind of felt, like I said earlier, like they sucked the soul out of a Lifetime film, and there's not much to suck out of those. So it kind of missed on camp. It didn't lean in for, I don't know. This just was, it felt computer generated, like a computer wrote this script. So no, I would not watch Ooh. Ouija again. Uh, again, I'm not just, I'm not a big horror person. If I am, I want something like dolls. But Jay, how about you? 2014's Ouija, would you watch it again? I'm not one for horror movies in general either, okay? So I tend to find it hard to suspend my disbelief. And most horror movies come off either unintentionally hilarious or just absolutely silly. I guess that explains why I spent so much time ranting about the mundane things in Ouija, which I found completely unbelievable. But that's also where I think I had the most fun watching the movie. The rest of it isn't terribly exciting. And the suspense, especially the, the supposed false starts or jump scares that they set up that don't ever come, it just didn't land. I didn't care much for the characters, but I guess I was more interested in the movie's treatment of what it means to say goodbye. And at the end, Lane says, maybe there are no goodbyes. To that, I say, goodbye, Ouija. I will not be watching you again. Aww, Dave, you. what about you? You brought this. 2014's Ouija, would you watch it again? Yeah, uh, it, look, it's not it's not actually horrifying enough to be real horror, <laughs> which for me is good because I don't like horror, but it's not particularly fun as a, like, so bad it's good horror film. Yeah. It's just kind of there, and it doesn't do anything new or surprising in any way. So I just cut to the chase. No, absolutely Ooh. not. I'm not going to watch Ouija wow. again. Wow. I really wish I'd gone with my first impulse and brought 13 Ghosts. That would have been a lot more fun for this one. Oh, but maybe next year. I remember loving that movie. Well, next year, I will stick with my gut and go with 13 Ghosts. As for next week, Casey, it's your turn on Halloween month. So what are you going to bring for us? So next week, we are actually taking a fan suggestion. The house with the clock in its walls which is a fucking mouthful. So I don't yeah, know anything about this movie except Jack Black is in it. I hope uh -huh. it's a spooky Blanchett. fun. I hope it's spooky fun. I hope it's not spooky spooky. Who's Eli Roth? Do I know him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, You've probably seen him in a couple of things. He's also, he directed uh, Hostel was one of his in the oh. Halloween theme. Yeah. Follow us on social media at Cinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, PPL, Instagram at Casey.Cinema, Patreon slash Shitty Cinema, or ShittyCinema.com. Check the description below if you didn't catch all that. And if you want to help us out, give us a thumbs up on Facebook. And in the meantime, let's turn off the lights, grab out our planchette, and cook that bitch at 450. Huh?